0: I was like, but wait, Hong Jung is a Kim. He's a leader. He's kind of a bully. He's everything you've ever loved. And then I think I sent her so many TikToks and so many things that I ended up falling You're for really Hongjoong myself. Like, This <laughs> was the, the funniest reverse uno play that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies, taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami.
1: Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you like to watch our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing
0: and one thing only. Piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic
1: with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff.
0: Hi guys! Hi guys! Today we are keeping the updates going and we will be bringing you an update on one of our top groups because it's been already two years since we first talked about them and our love has only grown they have grown and we also didn't have a file a video file for that episode and most importantly there is new wink wink a t knee on all of them that we have to cover
1: <laughs> That's <so> cute.
0: <laughs> i don't know if you guys understood that one but it's fine we'll explain it later
1: <laughs> before we tell you guys who will be covering today just a couple of things we want to get out of the way First, we wanted to thank you all for your continuous support throughout all 55 episodes of oh my our podcast. God, 55. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> if you like what we're doing here, please don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Every interaction helps. Yes, it really does. Thank you all. And also, if you have a topic that you would like us to cover, let us know. You can leave it in your review. Or you can reach out to us through any of our social media channels. It's at MIA, the number two K podcast. We're always looking for new ideas and would love to cover topics that are that you guys request. Yes. And finally, just as a reminder, our Valentine's Day scrunchie is currently live on our shop. So don't forget to check it out. It's really
0: cute. It's so cute. It's so boba bitch coated. I can't.
1: It really is. Ugh. Actually, if I may, <laughs> <laughs> you if may, may. <laughs> you may. I ordered a phone cover um, to just kind of look at the quality of it. Right?
0: Sure, sure. And oh my god! It has the
1: print. It has the cute little. If you're exclusive not watching, exclusive preview. If you're not watching, it, it's I'm showing an iPhone cover with our valentine's day scrunchie print which is a pink boba tea with cute little chocolate covered strawberries
0: on that's like a little heart i can't wait to put it on my phone i'm so excited it's It's, so cute
1: it's really cute
0: if you guys want phone covers let us know what phone models you have and we'll make it happen work Mm -hmm. somehow okay just let us know yeah so with all of that said Let us jump into the vast sea that is 80s. Okay, now you get it. It's a teeny, like tea, (laughs) like sips tea, like there's a lot of tea. So, a teeny. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, The vast sea that is 80s, now five years into their careers and our lives as a teeny sailing along with them. Mm -hmm. Let's get
1: started. So, if you didn't know, eight makes one team, (laughs) which is also 80s tagline or like, introduction no it yeah. is their tackling right yeah yeah basically they debuted in 2018 yes on my dad's birthday ago. october 24th what, i was just gonna say what is your dad's birthday <laughs> october 24th <laughs> for the listeners that don't know
0: 80s is a scorpio by the way mm-hmm. like the group is a scorpio because of their
1: debut date so love that for me sorry <laughs> there's eight members hong Jun, which is the leader song hua mm-hmm. You know Yo-Sang, San, Mingi, Uyong, and Jung-hung. Mm-hmm. They're mostly 99-liners, except for Hongjoong and Sunghwa, who are 98, and ho, who is 2000. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and you can find out more about them being 99-liners on our 99-liners episode that we dropped, I think, in November of 2023, so a couple yeah. months ago, and... That was a very fun episode for us to record. So definitely go watch and enjoy how unhinged we were because it was fun. So yeah, go watch the 99 liners and find out how a group with five 99 liners out of eight members works (laughs) because
1: wow, (laughs) it's a lot, it's a lot. And then finally, well, not finally, but just as a little tidbit, uh, Kathy did say that they were a Scorpio as a group because of their debut date. Yeah, but also fun fact: none of the members are Earth signs. So yeah. we have air, we have water, we have fire,
0: but grounded. No one at KQ is an Earth sign. Not
1: even
0: not even Maddox, not even Eden. We're gonna talk about them <laughs> later, really briefly as well. <laughs> but like I don't know, because with with BTS, and I don't want to bring them into this for any other reason other than the zodiac conversation. I always thought it was really funny that there wasn't a Leo in the group because I'm very drawn to Leos. Mm-hmm. Turns out Bang PD is a fucking Leo. And I was like, there it is. But we don't <laughs> have that. We don't have that with KQ and the in the Earth situation. There's no one is keeping them anchored to this Earth. That's why they're flying with ships everywhere.
1: And in general, since our last episode, which was only our sixth episode ever, uh, a couple of things have changed, like personally. Kathy, i don't think in that episode i
0: was yet Hongjung biased the way that i am mm. i think i was very much drawn to Songhua because when he said i'm the one in my jones it was over for me <laughs> 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 and i really fell for him immediately in the haircut that he had with like the like reverse widow's peak i guess that he, that he had going on it was mm. like a long cut bang yeah, that yeah. was going forward and uh, yeah, so I was really, really drawn to him. And then I fell for Hongjoong trying to convince Lauda that it didn't make sense that he wasn't her bias. So we got into 80s yeah. during fireworks era, which meant that Mingi was on break because he did a, a hiatus for mental health reasons, which we clap stand. for, adore and respect. We stand a self-aware king and we stand the company also for giving him the time to right. recover. And so when Laura was like, no, I think I like this guy who doesn't even go here right now, I was like, but wait, Hongjoong is a Kim. He's a leader. He's kind of a bully. He's everything you've ever loved, uh, because that's typically her blueprint for Mm. when she likes people immediately. And then I think I sent her so many TikToks and so many things (laughs) that I ended up falling for (laughs) Hongjoong myself. Like, (laughs) This was the, the funniest reverse uno play that I've ever done in my life. And now, as of literally the past couple of weeks, I have gotten bit by the collecting bug again, because last year was my Jungi collecting era, and I'm currently very unhinged in my Hongjoong collecting era. So that's how I feel about him. But, 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 being the toxic Scorpio bitch that I am, I said, I'm not giving up Songhua. I'm not wrong about Songhua. I still love my in the drone, man. So... (laughs) He's still like my second in command. I also collect cards of his. Not a lot of them, though, because like he's so beautiful that I can't stare at him too long. Like it's it's just I can't I can't. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't collect that many songwals because I get, the collection would ruin me financially. And yeah, very uh, popular. Yeah, yeah. He's he literally sells for super expensive compared to the rest of the group. So and Hongjoong is, you know, not at that level just yet, but he's also hard to claim these days mm. so yeah I love them both in very different ways and uh, no one's allowed to look at Jung ever except me thank you and someone's still mine thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just in general I did kind of want to mention that when we did the episode it felt like we knew so much did, but at the same time now looking back and now being a little bit more mature in our k-pop adventures and our k-pop life as a multi-stander and i think we've talked about this a lot you can't really get into a group too too much or like know as much as a person that only stands the one group yeah so we've we are always kind of learning new things about, or at least I am always learning new things about the groups, like niche things that I just don't have the time or the attention span to like find out on my own because I am not just looking at that one group. I'm looking at about 20 others. So it's been kind of like a growing experience, a learning experience. One of our friends became a hardcore 18
0: yeah because because we introduced her to them and initially the introduction didn't take but then like bouncy era happened and then she was like oh and then that was that was it that's all she wrote
1: so she also keeps us pretty informed she does niche like if you're not super 18 you would not know a type of thing so it's always nice to not at least for me it's nice to not know everything so there is something new to like (laughs) as a
0: Ravenclaw I don't agree with that (laughs) I do feel like I have to know everything at all times so I do appreciate our friend for keeping us posted shout out to you Alex and then for also informing me of everyone selling cars so I can buy them (laughs) from
1: them because yeah
0: why not file for bankruptcy in 2024
1: (laughs) why not Only reason she doesn't tell me as much is because Mingy is also not very easy to claim.
0: Yeah, by the time that anybody gets
1: uh, the accounts, he's been claimed for sure. Exactly. So within this, we dropped that early 2022, right? Yeah, early 2022. So it's Mm -hmm, been, yeah, it's been about two two years. years. So in those two years, ATs has grown. I would say exponentially. Hugely. Exponentially. Yeah. They have accomplished quite a lot in two years in terms of awards. They got artist of the year in 2022 and 2023 at the fact music awards Mm -hmm. in terms of sales with their last comeback, the world EP Finn. I never know how to read their titles. (laughs) They're so confusing. Like.
0: (laughs) Right. Finwill. Let's just call it Finwill. It, is ASO.
1: it is ASO. They sold 1.6 million copies in South Korea in the first week of dropping.
0: Oh, huge. And they
1: debuted at the top of the Billboard 200 chart with 152,000 sales. Crazy. So that's crazy form.
0: Ah! Crazy form.
1: <laughs> <Homichota>. <laughs> so that's pretty big. I do kind of want to mention that even though they have grown quite a lot in terms of sales and the group's popularity in, in general, I do want to say that they're still kind of underdogs in terms mm-hmm. of like the Korean awards programs. Sure, It feels like they're nominated for like international awards and not so much for like more like domestic type yeah, of categories, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It did feel like they
0: were one of the biggest snubs in like twenty twenty three award season with like mm. Mama and a bunch of other awards that we expected a lot more considering how right. big bouncy was right. and Outlaw in general. So right,
1: agreed. Like they 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 usually got um nominated for like international fan award or something like that not not really like the more domestic type of category so agreed they've grown a lot but people still want (laughs) to knock them down but aside from the group growing together the members have also had fun projects pop up in the last two years Mm -hmm. you want to take over this next one
0: well sure i would love to talk about (laughs) how my beautiful Kim Hongjoong has been tapped, asked to go to Paris Fashion Week, and he's like on speed dial with Olivier Rousteing, and it's just beautiful to watch him try on those beautiful clothes that are probably made for way taller people, than he is, but he still <laughs> rocks them, and he's just such a bad bitch, and I'm just here waiting for individual Instagram accounts era because it's only a matter of time. With the fashion sponsorships coming, and I think he's a perfect ambassador for Balmain, like one hundred percent, perfect, just perfect, perfect, perfect. So, yeah, I am loving and eating up all the content being produced from that relationship.
1: He's the first one out of the group to be a fashion king, yeah, by a major fashion house. So.
0: on his own, correct? Yeah, nice. Love that for him.
1: Hong Jun and Yuno have been hosts for Idol Radio. They were hosts. I think they just right. it
0: ended. They retired.
1: Had a... Yeah, but yeah. they were hosts for a, for what seemed to be a very long time. It was like a year and a half. It felt, yeah, yeah. Who has been a host for a
0: very long time? An actual, hugely <laughs> long time.
1: Three whole years. Yeah, is Yosang with the show? He's been an MC for them for three years. We actually went to the show in uh november of 2022 when we visited uh korea but unfortunately
0: out of the three freaking years
1: that he's been there he and the group were out touring because that's another thing that they've done but we will be talking about that later
0: in a little bit yeah but yeah, he wasn't there unfortunately the day that we went to the show sad
1: face literally tears. probably would have made the experience worthwhile
0: And we were excited to like, well, I mean, by the time that we went to the show, we knew he wasn't going to be there because we knew he was on tour. But when we were looking at the shows that we could possibly get into, which is not that easy to do, we're like, oh, Yo son hosts the show. But didn't get lucky in that regard, unfortunately.
1: And then finally, just to kind of conclude their accomplishments, they've won music shows. They won five times with Bouncy and four times with crazy form just in
0: 2023
1: right 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 they they won like six times with gorilla and i think that was after our episode two yeah yeah, for sure just wanted to keep it to
0: yeah yeah we're only talking about the recent developments for sure but
1: yeah they're killing it
0: they really are and with that, again, this is like an update episode. So we have talked about some of these things, but we just mm-hmm. wanted to do a quick refresher and just bring up whatever else has come up since we talked about it. So with us talking about 80s, it's impossible not to talk about KQ Entertainment. Right. So let's just dive into a little bit of what's been going on with them since we did our episode back in, I want to say, like May, June of last year.
1: Right. So... In terms of KQ, one of the things that we mentioned in that episode was trying to figure out if KQ was a small company or mm-hmm. a big company or a medium-sized company. Mm-hmm. And we kind of settled in the area that they're kind of more mid-sized just based on AT's success mm-hmm. and the backing and partnerships that they have had from major corporations and companies like CJ ENM and Sony Music. I still think this is like a hot topic in a teeny dumb. I don't know why it's yeah. such a big deal, but. Well, because I think
0: part of the reason why fans like to root for a group is whenever there's a disadvantage that's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And so, because in Korea it's such a big deal that most of the successful groups are only from big three, big four companies, it's always going to be a big deal that any group comes out from literal under ashes. And even though KQ. Had a lot of success with Block B before they renamed and everything. And they're not by any means a small little poor company in a little corner. Mm -hmm. It's just fans, they want to make sure that their idols are applauded for their accomplishments, which we agree with.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's, you know, it's, there's, there's no, there's no doubt for me that ATs has reached what they have because of their own talent and out of volition but they do have more backing than more of the smaller companies typically do and that's just a fact.
1: You don't debut with a music video filmed out of the country if you're a poor little company that doesn't have absolutely any money. Right
0: before getting the fan support and before getting the funds so the funds were there and that's fine that's great glad that they had them so that they could shoot such an amazing
1: debut video if they weren't talented and charismatic that could have just ended up in nothing because there are so many K-pop groups that debut with a lot of backing and they go nowhere because they don't have the talent or the charisma. So correct. Another thing that we wanted to talk about because it has been, I think also a year since this happened is the whole X and debacle which we actually don't even know if it's X and Bay because I try to research more into it. Okay, before I go into that, what happened was a lot of people experience fraudulent charges on their credit cards after buying the 18e membership. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had in common that they use X Bay. So it has been a year since this happened, and to this day nobody, nobody has said anything about this. Not TalkTalk, which is where their membership platform is. Not XMBA, not KQ, literally nobody. I looked it up and there was only one English article that I could find and it was on Koreaboo. (laughs) And it was talking about like fans, like it was just reporting about fans talking on Twitter about it. Yeah. Like nothing else. I couldn't find anything else. I didn't search the Korean articles. I didn't. But still, like.
0: Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't really blow up as much as you would have expected because there was a lot of people complaining about being hacked, including Laura. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know why it didn't pick up any well, I guess I do, you know, money works at the end of the day. I I do believe somebody had said that XMV posted something somewhere, but it wasn't, again, like big news that they were reaching out to try to make sure like the fans were safe. It was very much like, you know, a, a little tiny notice somewhere, but yeah. not really looking out for the fans
1: at all. I think I saw something like that, but again, it was like a, fan tweeting about it it wasn't yeah. like anything major or anything yeah. official like yeah. this was a data breach and nobody spoke about it Just which is ignored. weird
0: when because data <laughs> is such a is such a protected thing in korea of all places
1: yeah it's oh. insane yeah agreed insane insane <laughs> i still salty about tell
0: it. us how you really feel
1: that is a great segue into <laughs> A new development in the 18e pirate world, 18e ship, <laughs> <laughs> KQ, and 80s uh, partnered with a company called B Stage to develop an app just for 80s mm-hmm. called Talk Talk. It's basically like a Weavers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is basically a Weavers for eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other companies and artists host their fan sites, their fan communities. Yeah, with B stage, but Talk Talk is just for ATs, I believe. So that's fun. That's interesting. That gives them, I think, more like ground to say that they've grown, where mm-hmm. they can have their own app. In terms of the app, I downloaded it when they came out with it because obviously I needed to see what they were up to Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I promptly dropped it. (laughs) (laughs) I bought the membership, got hacked, and then I started using it and it sort of sucked because at the beginning it was just like a website. Then they developed talk like the app but the app and the website were super similar so it was just there's a lot of issues with the app one it's not very user-friendly there's a lot of paywalls for content like more mm-hmm. than usual or like more than like weavers mm-hmm. you can save pictures like multiple pictures at the same time so like if they drop let's say 20 pictures in a post you have to go individually save every single picture and most importantly there are no in-app translations so wild right i didn't want to have to like copy paste take up screenshot go to pop like you know i (laughs) just integrate papago into the freaking
0: app bro like come on it's 2024
1: it's it's just it's not it we spoke about it with our 18e friend and she also agreed that it's not it and she is not unbiased she literally cannot say anything bad about 80s ever ever <laughs> and she still doesn't like talk talk so yeah there you go that tells you something
0: we also we do have a quite a bit of of 18e following us and we asked about it on our stories yesterday and it seems like most eighteen has just decided not to engage with the app, yeah. and they're just getting their content content secondhand from people reposting on Twitter, mm-hmm. and just other ways to look at whatever AT is dropping. I personally, I subscribed to the app the same day as Laura to the subscription. I didn't get hacked, fortunately. But I also haven't checked it once. I've never went to like look at the content. I get the notifications, the emails every day on my phone. ATs (laughs) drop new content. ATs drop the survey and I just delete every single email. And I go look on Twitter or elsewhere for the content.
1: It's that when you buy the membership, you have to register Mm -hmm. in the app. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was the most stressful 30 minutes of my life. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing, where I was supposed to be putting the information. It was just so confusing. And I was like, oh, my God, if I put my information wrong and like there's a tour or something and my name doesn't. It was just. It's a lot. It's a lot.
0: So not big fans of TalkTalk anywhere Mm -hmm. in the area. Aside from TalkTalk, though, there's another app that AT's decided to engage with. And that's From with two M's at the end. So. While they use TalkTalk as a media platform and a fan community and general communication platform from is more like Bubble for those of you who know groups from SM or JYP that use Bubble. And it's for like more one on one talking with fans. And it also has a shop component so people can buy items from the store and it has their own like pre-order benefit, photo cards that come from from when you purchase albums or things on there. So it's a pretty well-fleshed out operation. It's obviously paid. We haven't seen a ton of the plan options in there because I'm simply not interested, but we were just looking at the app repertoire right now. There are a ton of artists on there and Mm -hmm. I was surprised to see that a lot of groups who are on Weavers and have a Weaver shop also have a from shop. So I guess there isn't a contract with exclusivity with Weavers and they're trying to get their items listed in as many places as possible, which is great for the groups to get their money where they can. So one of the plans that I did see as an option, I don't know if this information is recent or older, but it kind of gives you an idea of what you can do. You can pay for a year of use with the with the app and it, it this person was paying $54 a year. And that also allotted you three photo cards. Another plan option was $30 for six months, also came with three photo cards. And the third option was $15 for three months. And it came with one photo card. And they did also have a plan for $5 a month that had no benefits, which I think is the one that Laura saw. If you pay $4.99 a month, you can talk to one artist. And it doesn't really let you go into a group. You have to pick the specific member that you want to talk to. And mm-hmm. you have to pay four ninety nine dollars a month to talk to them. There is also limitations with what you can do with that money. The message limit for in-app subscription is three messages. While if you are a best from friend, it's five messages. Message character limit, it's 50 with the in-app subscription. If you are a best from friend, it's 150 characters. Message recharge time with an in-app subscription is 120 hours with best friend friend at 72. I guess that's like how often you have the, yeah,
1: the possibility the of possibility talking.
0: of, yeah. And then already change option. So if you have an in-app subscription, yes, you can change during from-friend subscription period. But if you are a best friend friend, no, your BFF subscription needs to be purchased separately. They don't call their artists artists. They call them arty, which is... Super weird, don't get it. But anyway, so the application again allows you to talk one on one or look like you're talking one on one. You send right. a message and you receive back a message that looks like it's in a chat just between you and the artist, but you know that basically if Hong Jung said, Hi, babe, it's gonna send it to every single person that subscribed to his messages. So yeah, it's, it's uh, another parasocial enabling tool. Hmm. And I don't care for that. So I don't have
1: all the tea there. So also, the options from the app and the shop are completely different. So just beware that whatever the app shows you there might be something else from the actual shop. So if you're interested check it out don't check it out I don't know personally I've been dying to try one of these apps like I just haven't yeah I just hadn't like I hadn't chosen which app whether it was bubble or it was from or like weaver's dms I think I'm gonna go more towards bubble but this one just sounds like I'm still on the fence yeah but I will try it at least for one month just because I just want to see how cringy it is personally I I
0: can't I don't think I I can uh, you know I
1: love cringe
0: you know I don't love cringe (laughs) it's not for me so with that we are moving on from the KQ operational side to a little bit more of the artistic side but from a different perspective which is with KQ produce which is funny that it's called produce because it sounds like groceries yeah no but it is fresh though which is Uh, the sub label of kq entertainment that has signed Eden and Maddox. So who are these people? If you're a hardcore AT, you know who they are. But mm-hmm. for everyone else who's listening and is not really aware of their presence, Eden is a South Korean singer, songwriter, and producer. He debuted on February 17th of 2017 with the single Urban Hymns, but has been producing since 2010. He currently produces also alongside Buddy, Lee's and Olander and all of them collectively are known as Edenary. And something important that I think is like why I was interested in talking about this is yeah. because Eden was born in 88. So he's 35. He's an OPA, actual OPA for us, which is hard to find these days in K pop. So yeah. I love that. And Hong Joong has always talked about how when he first got in and started training, like he really wanted to impress Eden. He was like, because he was like, and like an older guy. And so that was part of the motivation for Jung to become great. And I love that for him. So even though he's produced and written on a ton of songs for 80s, I'll just talk about most recent with Finn Will. Uh, Eden was credited as a writer, composer and arranger for, we know, Emergency, Crazy Form, Arriba and Silverlight. I don't know why I said Arriba like a gringa. Yeah. Arriba. Sorry, my bad. So, me pegan, talking in English, trying to be, you know, proper. <laughs> and then he was credited as a composer and arranger for Crescent Part Two, Dreamy Day, Matt's Issue, Everything, and Fenwill. So, he's involved in literally every part of the process of creation for 80s music. And we love that for him. We love a committed producer and someone that the group can trust and someone that can write storylines and things that make sense to the group because he's very close to them. And then Maddox on the side is a South Korean singer, songwriter and producer. He debuted on April 3rd, 2019 with a digital single, But Maybe. He's had other singles since then, a lot of collaborations with Eden and features with Eden as well he's collaborated with hooty with uh Do Young, and a bunch of other people so he's definitely up and coming we see him somewhat frequently in 80s vlogs he seems to have a nice voice he has sang together mm-hmm. with them and uh hongjung especially seems to have a very soft spot in his heart for maddox So And he speaks English, so he's a fun connection for international fans when they're watching along. And sometimes Hongjoong speaks in English with him and practices his English with him. So again, another just fun relationship that we get to witness, which is not
1: very common in K-pop. No. One of the things that I've brought up to Kathy, it's that kind of like with Blackpink and Teddy, where they're working with the same producer and their songs tend to have a lot of same elements and they become kind of formulaic if ATs would fall into this eventually because like Kathy said most of their songs are produced within their KQ pro- produce like bubble sub label bubble and like i feel like if you're an artist and you're always working with the same people there comes a point where can become stale like if Mm. you don't seek outside sources you're just gonna fall into the same thing that you know because it's what you like right so i just wonder if they have like a plan to not or like to make sure that that doesn't happen or you you get what i mean I, I
0: do, but I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna contradict you with your with your own point because whenever we've talked about this, you proudly mm-hmm. talk about how Woozi and Bumju are the ones who are responsible for producing all of Seventeen's discography and all of their music sounds right. wildly different. Right. I don't think I don't think AQ has to worry about that right now, based on what they've been putting out.
1: But for for the most part, I think AT's music does sound very similar. But, but you don't listen to the out. b-sides
0: as much that's true that's like, true at least for the album, titles that's yeah
1: true. the titles do sound
0: licuadora tiki tiki like that that's yeah. definitely they make noisy music there's no question about that but i do think also when you listen to a lot of 17's titles you can tell right away it's a 17 song they right. do have a sound. It might be a little bit more subtle and more well camouflaged with other beats and genres because Woozi and Bumju are really good at mixing, which is all the power to them. But I think if we look at everything that AT's put out for Finn Will, like from Crazy Form okay. to Arriba, okay. which is, you know, okay, this okay, like, okay. Latin-based song. And then you have Jongho's ballad with everything. And you have Youth and, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, true. all these songs, I think you can tell that there is a huge difference between them. So again, okay. for now, I think that KQ is fine and okay. 80s is fine, and they don't need to go too much outside of what they already have. I'm convinced. With, yeah, with with uh, Eden. I think Eden is doing his homework and be- making good beats for them and diverse beats for them. Sorry, I didn't even like that song when it first came out, but it was a sleeper hit for me. It's just like, I think I just like your song in it. That's it. That's it. And oh, with that perfect said, segue. perfect segue. <laughs> Let's talk about a thing that's been eating at our souls. We really wanted to talk about the mistreatment from KQ Entertainment towards yo Laura,
1: please take it away. I hardcore <laughs> just rolled my eyes. Like, <laughs> I... Mm, mm, mm. So, when we did the episode two years ago, I wasn't... I was just mingy. Like, I didn't even look at anybody else. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't want to. But... <laughs> recently Yosang caught my attention because and i mentioned this before he had a photo card with a strawberry and yeah. that was the start of my love for him and then kq has been really digging into and really going for the baby girl sort of like aesthetic for him
0: yeah and i
1: just think it's so funny because he's so muscular but his face is so pretty yeah. so like the the contradiction of the two or like the contrast it it just kills me like I love it yeah so I really 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 feel this because when you look at AT songs the line distribution she's about to pull up receipts guys okay get ready annoying so (laughs) I did not do this research but there are a lot of very dedicated 18y that i think wholeheartedly for doing this mm. so there are a lot of reddit posts or reddit Reddit's threads talking about this there's this one that i found that was so good oh my god they <laughs> took their time i don't even know who posted it because it like the, the the username got deleted but this was about four years ago so it's it's not current with right, current it's not updated with the with the latest but just so you know, it it it, it hasn't changed. Right. <laughs> so uh, in, in that point, at that point in time, Yo-san averaged about 8.2 seconds. In their whole discography, there is a song, Treasure, where mm. he has 1.7 seconds That's of singing time. That's insane. Right? This is four years ago. Our... Enemies at like Korea Boo. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. Also, do deep dives into line distributions because this is something that a lot of fans feel really strongly about. Right. And they have covered very recent, like, comebacks. <sighs> he doesn't average more than like four seconds a song there's a couple sessions or songs here and there where he'll have like eight seconds but for the most part he gets two or three seconds and that's it that's freaking ridiculous like i i don't i understand that most k-pop songs are three to four minutes that there are eight of them Mm. but yeah, it it's, a, it's a, a little consistent bit consistent things. Yeah. Like you you can split it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Like And I think those mm-hmm. recent like four to five seconds that he gets, they're actually exploiting his beauty and dance prowess on stage. Like I think right. they've given him a, a few more like solo moments because he is very like breathtaking when he performs mm-hmm. so those lines are directly linked to opportunities for performance on stage it's not necessarily like a, right. a vocal performance of any kind
1: and, and recently I, I don't remember which comeback it was that they let him used his deep birthmark voice. oh no his, his his deep voice yeah, his, his, deep, his, or his register. lower register yeah and 18 he went crazy for it Hmm. And now it's like a thing that they won't let go. And I think that's another reason why they've given him a little bit more like opportunities for the opportunity in the last couple of comebacks, just because they know a teeny loves it. But again, yeah. it is significantly less than no, yeah, yeah. Jung Ho, Hong Jun, Mingi, like it is. And, and I understand, you know, the rappers tend to get a little bit more lines, Especially in 80s, which is a pretty, I-, I would like to think a pretty rap-heavy group. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Like mm. ridiculous. An average of like what was it that I said? Four seconds.
0: Yeah. Well, eight, eight at the beginning and four now.
1: Disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's not Disgusting. that's not good. Mm-mm. Not good and not fair.
1: And then, um, like Kathy mentioned like, a little bit ago, yosung has his birthmark. Mm-hmm. He has mentioned before that it used to be bright red when he was younger mm-hmm. and it's really pretty it's very cute
0: it's so cute
1: kq covered it up since his debut mm-hmm. it wasn't until the comeback for spin-off for the witness that like kq i guess allowed him to use it in like actual concept photos mm-hmm. in like the professional photos and it's great because. It showcases that everyone's differences are beautiful, Mm. but at the same time, it's kind of gross because they kind of treat it like an accessory Mm. and not just something, like, not just like a part of him, you know? They recently dropped a character line. I think their second character line. yeah, And his character doesn't have the birthmark. Mm. Which, like, if they're trying to depict them as they are, I think you would want to add, you know, something that's on his face. For sure, for sure. But whatever. Speaking of this character comeback or drop or character development, I don't even fucking know what they're (laughs) called. They're just cute little characters, right? Right. They dropped them and a teeny noticed that yo was depicted as a maltese mm-hmm. and so some ateini asked him about it and he basically said that he didn't actually choose the maltese that it was the company that did he actually wanted to be represented by a doberman but the staff slash company thought that ateini would want him to be a maltese more than a doberman and so they kind of gaslit him into being like, oh yeah, I guess this makes more sense. But he really wanted to be a Doberman. And like let the let the guy be a Doberman. Like it would have felt anyway. It's a dog at the end of the day. And
0: like, he's he's before like rejected the fact that he has any sort of Maltese energy, like many times. And he's always said that he sees himself as a Doberman. So why, why would the company like and I understand that it's a business and that they need to sell things, but at least international fans would buy whatever mascot he had, especially knowing that he loved that representation of himself, so I feel like it's just another day of being frustrated at k q right. for him
1: it it to me it would be like, and I don't want to bring another group into it, mm. but it would be like making hoshi from 17 a uh, hamster hamster instead of a tiger like <laughs> right. you get what i mean it'd be that yeah. type of situation where yeah. like would people buy the hamster 100 but like yeah. he doesn't fucking want the hamster no. he didn't want the fucking maltese like
0: i think that's a great example
1: yeah and i've seen like fan uh fan made like depictions or fan made like little drawings of a doberman in the style of these characters and it's so cute
0: they could have made it cute but they decided Mm -hmm. not to and they were Mm -hmm. like no this isn't so and i think that sucks for him
1: it does and you know what fans added aside Mm -hmm. from the doberman the birthmark Birthmark.
0: of course (laughs) of course because fans are fans and they want to show them that we love them for who they are Mm -hmm. or at least for who they show us they are
1: Right, right. For, <laughs> but which is what they want us to look at, right? And right, right, right. Yeah. Perceive, but Yeah. Anyway, and then yeah. I I mentioned earlier that one of the things that made me fall for Yo-sang was the fact that his face is so pretty, but his body was like super bulky and like grr, 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 Mhm. So he went on this YouTube channel as part of the comeback for Finwill and they were talking about the gym and stuff and he mentioned that the company actually told him to like chill out with the gym because he was getting too bulky mm-hmm. a lot of ateeni have said that maybe he was getting buff like too buff too quickly cuz he had mentioned that because of a lot of their concepts he felt like he needed to bulk up a little bit so he would fit better Mm. and that maybe he was doing it in an unhealthy way and that's what they told him to do it which if that's the truth then yeah but you don't tell him to stop bulking up you just say hey instead of doing it unhealthily let us get you a trainer or something which I'm sure they already have sure so like that kind of reasoning is a little sus to me to be quite Mm -hmm. honest so I just think personally he was just getting too big compared to like the other uh, members and he might have lost a little bit of the elect elasticity or like the, what do you call that?
0: Flexibility?
1: Flexibility. Cause when you gain muscle, you do lose a little bit of flexibility in your body.
0: Like fluidity for movements and stuff like right. that.
1: Mm. And maybe that's why they were like, yo, you got to stop. Mm. Kind of like how they've, you know again i don't want to bring other people but peniel from b2b said that his company also told them to stop working out because he was making his members look smaller so maybe it was something like that like hey you're making the rest look bad you're not fitting your baby girl persona that we want you to fill because uh, 18 he loves it and he needs to chill the fuck out which again oh it's his body (laughs) like
0: Yeah, these people don't own their lives for so many years, and it's like whatever little control they have should be left to them. And mm. yeah, ugh, ugh, no, no, not a fan. Uh
1: uh-uh. And this is actually a great segue to our next topic, but just as a, like a, one last thing, they held a Q&A in a fan meeting, mm-hmm. and he was the only member that had no questions asked and instead of the company making sure that there was something for him even if they have to fucking make it up because kt didn't ask for shit they just let it be so he sat there and said what What is my name yeah are you kidding me like that is so
0: sad like i i i would struggle my mental health would struggle if i were in his situation and I really Same. hope that he's okay. I really hope that he's treating this like a job and that he's just here to get his check and move on. But I can't imagine a world in which that altogether wouldn't affect me. Because Same. it's like working out and bulking yeah. up is hard enough as it is. And it's like even doing the job and doing what I have to do is getting me in trouble. Like, can't Literally. do anything <laughs> right. And so, and I saw... I don't know how recent it is but apparently he was doing a live and K-Teeny or A-Teeny were f- uh, flattering his face a lot and he was like oh i you know you guys are making a lot of good comments about my face like does that mean does that mean that i need to diet more because i guess he's like on a dieting period and it's like soul crushing oh. that he and idols like him are tying the compliments to whatever not I don't want to say destructive behavior, but whatever behavior they're engaging in that isn't necessarily considered healthy by most standards. Right. Because we already know that the dieting culture in South Korea can be like extreme, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Very extreme. So, yeah, I really hope that he doesn't think that he needs to starve or anything for ATE to appreciate him. Like that Yeah. crushes my heart.
1: He doesn't. He's beautiful how he is.
0: Yeah. And like, like Laura said, that segue kind of sets the tone for the next topic, which is something that I do want to address and go into with the disclaimer of we understand South Korea's culture is different from the Western culture and fans of K-pop, obviously Korean fans are the original K-pop fans and they have their traditions and their way of being fans and acting as fans. So, we're not critiquing South Korean fan culture, but there's a little bit of a conversation right now on social media platforms about Korean ATE maybe not meeting the mark when it comes to mobilizing and energizing ATs as compared to international ATINY. So, when I say that KTE doesn't mobilize for ATs, I mean like, in terms of streaming for them and album sales, their numbers are typically low for how big ATs has gotten compared to other groups that have also achieved international success and are still rocking in South Korea. So there's a theory by some international fans that says that there's a lot of cases where KTN is trying to gatekeep ATs because. They want them to remain a Nugu group, which at this point, it's not a it's not possible. They're not (laughs) Nugu anymore. But if they remain, quote unquote, Nugu, that means that they'll be able to get more opportunities to meet them and access them. And so that's why, like, there's this weird dynamic where they know they can do more, but they're not because they want to keep them to themselves. I don't know how true this is. I don't know how effective this is, but this is a theory that's floating around.
1: To me, that would just make KQ want to take AT's International more. Because in the end, there's a a lot of money being made in the international K-pop scene by all of these different companies. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's one country versus literally the rest, I In mean, it's like buying power. So,
0: sure. And I, I think KQ has already been doing that because one of the yeah. complaints from KTN for a while was that all ATs did was tour but from 2022 through now. Yeah. Like they've been touring out of the country. And so that's another theory that's floating that KTN is basically punishing ATs for always catering more internationally. But again, I don't think that's true for Korean fans. Like they they are getting their moments. They got so many opportunities during the last two comebacks to interact with them in person. They did like the outside of the broadcast show. They have done fan signs. They have their video calls. They have everything. And a lot of it caters only to Korea. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, again, another example of them not mobilizing for ATs. And I, by them I mean k The last few times that ATS has had a comeback and they get to the point where they're top two and they're in front of the TV monitors and their points are tallying up for a possible music win, they have one category in the rubric of how groups win that is called digital, which means... Weekly top 200, at least one chart on Melon, Genie, Flow, Vibe, or Bugs, where basically streaming gets them points to win in a music show. They they also include sales, like album sales and stuff like that, views on YouTube. A lot of things count towards this, but digital is mainly on Korean streaming platforms. International fans don't really have the possibility of downloading apps like Melon or any of them to their phones, because Mm. if you're not in Korea, you can't download those apps. So... It's literally up to Korean ITN to run right. the numbers up for them. And during the June twenty third week, when they were on Music Bank, their uh, digital points were ten, as compared <laughs> to G IDOL had. I mean, it was Queen Card, but still had three thousand five hundred and eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I've had three thousand forty eight with I am, Espa had two thousand eight hundred and fifty six with Spicy. And Stray Kids had 549 with 5 star. And mind you, Stray Kids came back two weeks before 80s, So they had more time on the chart. So it's understandable that they had a little bit less digital. But there's now a running, I guess, joke at this point within like ATEE AT- AT- Online. Because Ooyoung <laughs> always makes a face when he sees that the digital points are 10, 12, or 7, or whatever. So if you want to see these faces, go check out our blog. It's linked from our description below from whatever platform you're watching. And you can see Woo Young's, sometimes he laughs because why, why not laugh if you're feeling like crying? And other times he's just simply shook. So that's when international 18 kind of complain and get mad at the situation with Korean 18 then we also have recent examples now that ATEEZ has begun their tour for 2024. They started, obviously in Seoul,
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: had two amazing performances. Their first performance, so good. <laughs> first of all, the you know, the the groups always come out for a sound check before the concert. They all come out, and Hong Jung is surprised at the silence in the crowd, and he literally asks them, "Why are you so quiet?" So, again, I'm not coming for South Korean culture. Laura and I went to South Korea. We went to see the show. We went to see Treasure in concert because it was the only concert that we could go to. We really wanted to go to a K-pop concert. And that was the only one that was happening while we were there. So we have witnessed Korean concert culture ourselves. The main kind of thing is like they're mostly quiet and calm and in their seats and, you know, waving their light sticks in unison. But when there's a fan chant opportunity or when the artist says scream or or whatever right, else they right, say right, right. people get lit and right. we witness it in person. This didn't happen during this particular concert, which was day one of their sole concert for this recent tour even when they were again during sound check they were sound checking with the song wave and Ho was standing in front of some fans that recorded him and he could tell that they didn't know the fan chant which is like you have one job as a fan and that's to know the fan chant especially if you have sound check tickets that means you're pretty much a hardcore fan like especially
1: if you speak Korean
0: especially as a Korean like, speaker exactly you
1: best believe if I was a Korean speaker I'd be fan chanting my heart out <laughs> but I don't and I can barely speak English <sighs> girl And it's, like, you have your opportunity
0: to have your YN moment with them standing in front of you during sound check with a limited crowd that feels more intimate. They're there for just, like, three songs. And they literally flopped. They fumbled the bag. So, yeah. And then Sun apparently later said that he didn't say it precisely in these words. But basically, he, like, didn't want to share a video of the concert because it was quiet. Like... Guys, that's not that's that's not good, because we always know and we always hear when artists come here, especially to the West, that they just get so much energy from the crowd. Like the artist literally feeds on that energy and it helps them perform harder. 80s choreographies are really fucking hard and exhausting and demanding. And it's a cardio workout for them. So If you're not going to go to an 80s concert to scream your face off and say, break the wall and fucking borderline cause an earthquake, then what are you going to go to a concert for 80s for
1: when they did it in South America? I mean,
0: Brazilian fans and South Korean fans are at the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Concerts in Brazil are wild. And fans are screaming. They know the words. They're not even Korean, but they know every fucking word. Remember the concert from like NCT? They were even mouthing the beat, the <laughs> melody. Brazilian so fans good. are like ready, like they they so they good. sing along to the fucking melody. I live for that. Like for Laura and I to sit quietly and together at the treasure concert in south korea was really hard because we're more close to brazilian fans we're not there like not quite there with like how crazy we are but we can get there so again it's not ranking on south korean culture we've been there we understand that we respect it we have seen it with our own eyes what we're seeing with 80s is not the typical south korean band culture so it's giving sus it's giving i don't get it and it's giving yeah. get it together girlies because i mean again if i were hong Jung or any one of the 80s members i'd be like give me 60 dates in brazil because i don't care i just want to go and like hear the yeah. fans scream and get my life from that
1: yeah i mean especially i mean th- they're korean so they know how concert culture is there like so if they're also shook by it because they're giving permission and saying join me exactly in making noise and they don't that's kind of yeah kind of weird i'm not I, calling I y'all
0: out hong jung's calling y'all out yeah
1: i i don't know if i've ever been in a concert where people don't make noise when yeah and even okay tells you to, to make noise
0: fine if you were told by your parents your whole life not to make noise at a concert okay whatever. What about when the last line in jungle is Yo-Sang saying, put your hands up. And then when Bouncy started, he literally went,
1: Atini, I told you to put your hands up and you didn't. So you're not even yeah. following directions. <laughs> like what the fuck? They're, they're giving permission. They're telling you what to do and you're not doing it. It's weird.
0: And they, and they ask for this because, again, it feeds them. It feeds their right. spirits and it allows them to keep going through a grueling and and let's talk about this tour really recently Mm -hmm. because again it's not just choreo at this point they're acting like they don't even need vcrs because they're acting in person (laughs) they're doing very hardcore intense like 80s alternate universe in in person on stage like Songhua nominated for an oscar okay for his acting you know nominated for a freaking emmy okay for his acting like they're doing the absolute most on this tour. <laughs> they really the are. least we can do is scream our faces <laughs> off for them and raise our hands if Yo Sung asks us to.
1: Okay, okay, I've grinding <laughs> for three hours. They the sunset don't even reach. <laughs> and here we are. And here is a teeny not giving them what they want. Well, like, how- again. K-Teeny is K-tiny, K-tiny. arguably
0: the ones that <laughs> can bring up their energy a little bit. Okay, that's how yeah, we're asking
1: for. They have yet to announce the rest of their dates, dates which
0: <laughs> is a great segue to talk about what's been keeping 80s busy in the past, presently, and coming up. So 80s is eating up the concert, festival, and con circuit. And so last year, we got to witness them being deliciously wet in Waterbomb, mm. Japan. Those photo cards, girl. Mm, I hate all of you that have them. Every single one of you that have a photo card from Waterbomb, I'm coming to your house and taking it from you. They also showed up at KCON LA 2023. I still regret not being there because that was an Dang. amazing lineup with both street kids <sighs> and Eighties in the building. It was crazy. And Temmin. And Ten and And shonu like my god jesus christ my friend got married that's more important yeah i just couldn't go but it's what it is they also again we were just talking about the world tour ATs have been touring for literally two years straight right now they were touring they came to the u.s because i remember i tried to go see them in january of 2022 and it didn't work out Mm -hmm. i was able to see them in november of 2022 because they were Mm -hmm. they came back that same year with another tour And they toured all of 2023 and they've Mm -hmm. begun their tour for 2024. So those men are exhausted and jet lagged. Again, please scream for them. And we found out recently that they'll be appearing at KCON Hong Kong, which is in March. So a little bit over a month and a half away from now. And we also found out in the past couple of weeks that they will be at Coachella in April. So all the Coachella girlies. Please get ready to scream and not just showing up for taking pictures and looking cute for the gram. So break the wall in Coachella in the middle of the desert. Somehow figure it out. I don't know. Philly. Yeah. I don't they I
1: look great, aren't they?
0: They are. Everyone is tweeting, cancel Coachella <laughs> and everything because the dance moves and the outfits and everything that we've seen already for the tour is pretty freaking. Not PG-13, honestly. Mm -hmm. And we can only imagine what they'll do on that stage in the heat of the desert, in the middle of West Coast, Best Coast vibes kind of thing.
1: It's going to be great. It's also a huge stepping stone because Coachella is... I mean, it's an American festival. Yeah. It's it's pretty... It it shows that they are breaking into the mainstream american market
0: yeah 100 so. and they are the first k-pop boy group to perform at coachella because we've yeah, had we have aespa we have blackpink and uh new jeans performed at lola so yeah 80s yeah, is the first yeah. k-pop boy group to go th- i mean epic high was you know invited earlier but that's not k-pop we just yeah. pretend that it is because for seo purposes but 80s mm. is you know fourth gen first k-pop group to be invited yeah. to the festival and we think they're a perfect fit for that type of festival too Yeah, so, yeah i mean i think they'd be better at lola but whatever that's fine yeah uh lola is married to high right now so that's a, another story for another day
1: <laughs> before we leave oh, i yeah. needed to get it out because i hadn't mentioned it. it i just talked about yo and Mingi, mm. but also ooyoung is in my heart right now and I love him. And I just needed to get that out there. I love Uyun, that if you're thing, listening, yeah. I love you.
0: I Well, now that you <laughs> talked about it, last week there was a little uh, quiz going around of which AT's member would bias you. <laughs> and I got Young. So I'm so happy to report that I, <laughs> Kathy, from MIA2K, am <laughs> Ooyoung's bias. And that makes me very happy in my soul. I got you, though, so <laughs> Well, we took that test several times. It's a it's a hoax. It's fine. It's fine. But fine. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really funny and a, a fun moment in AT land last mm. week. So
1: thank you so much for listening <laughs> for watching. We hope you enjoyed our catch up or updating on ATs. Like we mentioned, we're learning things every single day. Every single so day. So if we miss something, there's always next time
0: yes there is tell us what you want us to talk about and we will do our best to show you a different side of ourselves
1: always and forever (laughs) bye bye
0: (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mia2k podcast we have lots of great content coming up ahead so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on apple Podcasts and spotify and if you enjoyed our episodes please rate us five stars
1: And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!